Hi, we are the Good Ship Illustration and we run online courses to help illustrators and image makers navigate a creative career. We are Tanya, Katie and Helen. We have about 70 years experience between us, each of us working in a different area of illustration. Welcome to this mini series, Find Your Creative Voice. This week we're digging into practical, powerful steps to help you find your way of working, finding your creative voice and your confidence and flying your freak flag. If you like what you hear, the doors are now open for our eight-week online course, Find Your Creative Voice, Fly Your Freak Flag, and we'd love to see you in there. Just visit www.thegoodshipillustration.com slash freakflag, or you can just Google Freak Flag Course, and ta-da, there we are, and you can read all about it. Okay, welcome to step one, which is bask in your weirdness. We got a good question about this when we were at Art Club the other night, and somebody asked, what if the voice that's emerging isn't the one you like? That's a good question, isn't it? So, yeah. If you're going to bask in your weirdness, surely you're going to love your voice if you're going to embrace who you are completely. Maybe you don't like your voice because you're not really digging into the stuff that excites you most, do you think? Yeah. I think it's also that we always talk about Ira Glass, don't we? We're like obsessed with that quote about the taste gap. So here's where your work is now and there's where you want it to be. And bridging the gap is really hard. And and, Mm. in that process, you can sometimes hate your work and think... The voice you're developing is horrible, but we'll get into into another step that we're going to talk about. Um, like, there's not really any shortcuts, unfortunately. It's- I think, and some people might not like the voice that they're working on if they're moving out of commercial illustration or work they've done for a long while and they want a new voice. So there's kind of two areas. I think change is always quite ugly and you've just got to bear with it and, and see it out. And things, things will start to move, especially if you look at the things you really like as well and start feeding yourself with good stuff. So good stuff in, good stuff out. But, you know, just bear with it. The first, your first change will be a bit, a bit weird, maybe not to your own taste, but be kind to yourself. I think sometimes if you've been working as an illustrator for a while, you can end up in this situation of not liking your work anymore because you can tend to be over art directed or there's that thing of anticipating what the art director is going to say and editing your own work before it even gets there. And I think when you've been around for a while, that's a point where you might become dissatisfied and need a change. Yeah. And there's that thing, I know you talked about this, Helen, like publishers, uh, like the art director, like over art directing you. And then you kind of get stuck in a box of thinking, oh, I've got to work that way because that's what the publishers want. And it can be really scary to break out of that thing yeah and it's not always true either often that can just be a voice in your head mm-hmm. somebody once said and so then you think it's the rule forever and it's just not true but yeah your true self might look a little bit weird because you've been maybe faking it for art direction for so long and it'll take a while to unearth who you really are but we were we were talking earlier about watching the documentary on moon age daydream on david bowie and that's a perfect case study in being brave and really waving that freak flag. I mean, he's the king of freak flag. But watching the documentary made me think this is how you build your true voice. So if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. It's just mind-blowing. And it will make you feel braver about your own work. You're sort of learning to appreciate all the weird tastes that you have, the thing that makes you you. Like, what have you always really been into? Do you appreciate that? Do you use that in your work? It's important to kind of think about who you are as a person as well as the way that you draw. Yeah. And especially if the things that you're like a bit embarrassed about. They're the best bits. Yes. <laughs> and then I think that the juicy stuff is like, nobody can know this. <laughs> that I'm a, like, 
For instance, I was obsessed with Eminem as a teenager. And now when I tell people that, they're like, really? And also, the other day I was driving home from a job and I was listening to Eminem's, one of my favorite Eminem albums. <laughs> I was like, why was I allowed to listen to this when I was 12? It's terrible. <laughs> He's talking about awful things and swearing constantly, but I just absolutely loved it. And I think it's because he was just so naughty. Like it was the naughtiest thing I could possibly be listening to because he was talking about these terrible things and swearing constantly. And I loved it. And I know there's something, I don't know where that comes into my work now, but maybe that tiny sprinkling of rebellion and being like, yeah, getting away, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting away with I things. I totally get that. I always made friends with people who were re- much noisier, much louder than I was and, and um, much more daring or naughty than I was because I could just reflect, like, live in their shadow. <laughs> it was so brilliant. Vicariously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, but what about Katie's other persona, the folk singer? The folk? Didn't you go and sing? Oh, no, you sang blues. Oh, yeah. I was a, I was a blues fingerstyle guitarist for a while. I just think amazing. I can't believe this. This is when you were literally a child, weren't you? Or a teenager? I played guitar until I was 14. And then, so I used to go to open mic nights with old men and I would play guitar and stuff. But I stopped because every time I sang, I would cry and it was really embarrassing. (laughs) Especially when you're 14, there's a pub full of old men and they're just like, I think wow. I, I felt it too much and would cry and I was just like, okay, okay, that's I incredible. I mean, all of you, yeah. think, you were really living your freak flag. That age when everyone's telling you to conform and mm. other teenagers really put pressure on you to be mm. normal. Mm. But you were at it. Even mm. things like at house parties, if I got tired, I'd just go to bed. And that mm. was always one of my like rebellious things. I wasn't like a proper rebel. I was just like, I'm tired. <laughs> this party is over for me. And I'd be like, whoa, you go to bed? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> These are all the things that make you you now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And it's so fun to dig into those. I think that's something mm. inside, the, inside the course. Seeing people dig into their freak flag and yeah. all the things of their past is really interesting. Mm. I think there's nothing more boring than being a pleaser. Mm. If everyone's kind of held to task, in term, especially in terms of their work, but what does the audience want? What does the client want? Let's all work to please that. That's why we've got this huge morass of similar looking work because everyone's asking, how will I get work? How do I fit into this genre? Don't fit in. Make yourself new, unique by doing what you really feel, not what you think should happen. But it takes a while to start listening to that voice. And also valuing what you like, because you can think, surely no one's interested in the weird stuff that I like. But actually they are. And if you start drawing about that, I mean, I, I regret that I didn't draw about the things that I really like, like pearly kings and queens and steam organs. And why didn't I do that when I was at art, at art school or as an illustrator? Instead, you think, well, what's illustration? I must learn and I must toe the line. That's the worst thing you can do. I, I think it's because we were out of school in the 90s. We've spoken about this before, about yeah. what a cynical time it was and you couldn't show huge passion for something that was a bit weird, could you? It's true. It was such a kind of... Everybody was so, not cynical. What's the word? Um, like, yeah, you could only like something if you liked it in an ironic way. Don't you think? Yeah, I guess The 90s that is... was really laddish and you could only like something with irony. That's why when they talk about... Well, when people talk, they... When people talk about vulnerability now, as a kind of someone with one foot in the boomer generation, I think, oh, oh I couldn't do that. I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> because we were brought up yeah. in that cynical, self-conscious era, whereas, Katie, you're all about it. I watch you go, going about being vulnerable. I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that. <laughs> but it doesn't come naturally to, I think, our generation. But that's where it's at. And all the things that I admire come from a place of vulnerability. So I have to push to make myself do that. 
or become that. I was going to say something about, you, you just made me think, Tanya, about art directors now look for people on Instagram. And if you're too safe and you just want to be a bit like all of the other illustrators on mm. Instagram, because you think that's how you're going to get work, you're just never going to stand out. So the people who stand out on Instagram are the ones that really know their voice and really draw about things that mean something to them. So yeah, the, there's just no kind of long-term career for somebody who's a bit like a load of other people. You really do need to be yourself. Yeah, And that's the whole benefit of flying your feet flag, isn't it? It's the future-proof thing, because yeah. you can be yourself till the cows come home forever. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. As long as you've accessed yourself, mm. it just keeps on giving. Makes yeah. the work easier. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you compare it to, you've seen a style that you like and you sort of try it on. It's like wearing someone else's clothes, you know, you can do it for a bit. And you can do it for a bit if you're illustrating something that they've kind of illustrated, but the minute you need to illustrate something they've never done, then you, you're lost. Yeah, it's, it's true, yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're following a kind of formula or a manual, but it doesn't give you all the ingredients. Mm. And it kind of doesn't feel right. And you know when you're when you're faking it and it does and it seems inauthentic and it's not ethical either mm-hmm. and I find that that ethical side of things has been seems to have gone by the wayside in the past sort of couple of decades and was like it's okay to copy people well it's kind mm-hmm. of not and it feels mm-hmm. awful mm-hmm. so we had some good ideas didn't we how to overcome some of this and how to find your creative voice yeah so we've got an action step for you so if you're feeling productive or <laughs> But it teaches pet-ish <laughs> you can do the action step and that is to just notice the stuff that you love and if you you don't even have to write it down but if you want to write it down you can that's going to be really helpful you might want to draw the things that you love and just yeah, I think it's about paying attention isn't yeah it? paying attention and appreciate your weirdness appreciate all the weird things about yourself especially the things that you don't think would count yeah. I mean yeah you can you can talk about color and pattern and all the things that are visual and easy but think about the stuff you wouldn't think counts and notice that. Mm, that's so true, yeah. All the stuff that's not related to visual stuff, music, clothes, you know. Yeah, make, all the things that you think aren't part of yeah. pictures. God, I wish I'd made pictures about the things I really liked. I you will, still though. can. I will. Still can. <laughs> I'm going to make pictures about sound systems. Big box sound systems. Excellent. Especially if it, was at, it was Notting Hill this week. What a great place that would be to draw, wouldn't it? It would be. Go to your source. Talking about drawing. That's the next podcast. Yes, it's the next one. So come back. We're going to be releasing one of these a day. Um, so if you're listening to this in real time, it'll come up tomorrow. But if you're revisiting, it's probably already there for you. So that's nice. Okay. See you there. Lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.